So, welcome back to the fourth episode of today's podcast. And today's guest is Anthony Lolly. And I'm sure some of you know um, Anthony Lolly from my Instagram. I've done a lot of lives with, with him, and I just love picking his brain to see how he got to where he is in life and all the steps he's taken because he's been a true inspiration to me since I found him through one of my friends. So, um, Anthony Lolly is a multi-millionaire in real estate. He also um, wrote the best-selling uh, New York New York Times bestseller, um, The Heart of the Deal. And recently, he lost £125 in nine months with one of my good buddies, Mike Fat Boy Slim. So, welcome, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, so, basically... Um, the first question um, I wanted to ask you, Anthony, um, because, you know, you've achieved so many things in different areas. What was the most common thing that you had to do in all those three areas to succeed in them? What's that one most common thing that basically <coughs> applies to all of them or applies to anything you've succeeded uh, in life? Visualization. You have to visualize the success of what you're trying to accomplish and stop at nothing until you achieve your vision. Right. So like, you know, visualizing who you want to be, where exactly you want to be and have a clear picture of that in your head. Is that is that what you're saying? Not not only a clear picture, but. Like an actual an actual photograph that you put together that uh, you post either on your phone or on your wall. So so that you see it every day or. You, you see yourself basically owning that nearly. It's, it's like it's it's came true, is it? That's right. A dream board, an actual dream board. Put a board up with all your goals, all your aspirations, how you see yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, love life, everything. Yeah, yeah. Because I know, you know, the last time we were doing a live, um, you actually had the, the exact picture of what you want your body to look like. And you said you nearly look better than that picture now as well. Like, so I yes. suppose that that's where um, you really believe in visualizing. And I hear a lot of people talking about this and I've done this myself. Um, now, recently, I kind of stopped doing it. But funny enough, actually, today is my first day back doing it um, because like I write out my goals and stuff. But I used to visualize and then I stopped. So I definitely like the more I was visualizing, the more clear picture I was getting of that thing I wanted. And also, I felt like I already have it as well, like which was crazy, you know. It's like I, I was there in that moment. Um, so I can agree with how that works as well. Um, so I suppose the second thing I want to ask you, Anthony, is when did you realize that you're a leader and not a follower? When I was working for other people and I realized that um, I was quickly able to figure out how I could do their job of bossing me around better. And I saw some of the shortcomings in all the different businesses that I was uh, as a worker in. And I also knew that I was better than just being a worker, but I knew that I needed to pay my dues and learn, learn how to be a soldier before I could be a sergeant. So I think a lot of people want to skip that part and they don't want to pay their dues, but I liked the, you know, I looked at those jobs as boot camp, and eventually I became uh somebody superior in the entrepreneurial world because I was able to take instructions. So in order to be a leader, you must first be a, a good follower. 
And I was a good follower, but I knew quickly that uh, I was more bred to be a leader. And maybe I, it was great because I didn't have great leaders around me. And uh, and at the same time, I was keeping myself educated. You know, they back in my day, there wasn't uh, the Internet, but there was, you know, your ability to buy tapes and listen to inspirational figures like Tony Robbins. And, you know, they would be like VCR tapes and, and recordings and stuff like that. So I would, you know, read books and uh, use those things as tools and motivation. And I knew I just had that feeling. I knew that I wasn't like anybody else. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I suppose when you're in an area like that and because I know I've I've felt this myself before and, you know, the people around you are just kind of, you know, they're just killing the time waiting for the five o'clock to come to get the hell out of work. You know that they're not really passionate about their job. And I suppose, you know, it's like when when you kind of get into that stage um you I suppose I kind of notice myself that I know I don't want to be a follower as well because it just doesn't make sense to me like you know being told what to do and being in this place for a certain time and stuff like that um how did you like how did it feel for you to be around people that were followers did you like was your mentality way different to them or was your mentality yeah the same I mean as it was since? like uh listening to music you don't like you know i'm not a big country music fan so if i'm listening if i'm in a room filled with country music it sounds like noise to me so when i was around some of these people they're complaining about their jobs complaining about life and also i saw how they lived and i and i knew how much it took to live the lifestyle i wanted to live and i knew i wasn't going to get there uh in the, in the position i was in but you know being a young guy how much are you really going to make you know i wasn't making a ton of money uh, so maybe this, maybe the circumstances were different if I was getting paid a million dollars a year salary, but that wasn't the case. So, you know, being a, being chokehold in terms of limited income is what made me say, what do I need to do in order to live the lifestyle I wanted to live? And, and it was, you know, either pursue a long scholastic career with, you know, all sorts of degrees and then hop around and the, climb the corporate ladder uh, and still work for somebody else would make a tremendous salary or build my own empire and call my own shots. So I wanted to do the latter, which was more difficult, less guaranteed, and comes with a whole lot less education in terms of how to do it. So it was more difficult, more challenging, but I grew as a person and I grew on my own terms and uh, I was okay with the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Did, do you think like being around people like that had a big impact on your mentality and kind of drained you and stuff when you were around that kind of, I suppose, negativity or... I, yeah, you know, so it gave me an example of what I didn't want to be. I mean, it's real simple. If you're walking down the street and you see a homeless person on the floor, you know you never want to end up like that. So the people that I was surrounding myself with in some of these, you know, going nowhere jobs, I knew I didn't want that. You know, I was looking at people that are much older than me, you know, still working at these companies. And I said, that's not where I want to end up, you know. So and I also knew that uh, they didn't have the same background I did. They didn't have the same passion and love and determination that I did. They had given up on on life on themselves Whatever the circumstances are, maybe they chose the wrong partner, or, you know, wrong boyfriend or girlfriend, or, or they had the wrong parents or the wrong siblings or, or the wrong friends or the wrong habits. And I didn't have those 
distractions. So I knew that I didn't fit in that world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, did you ever talk to just say some of those people and be like, you know, try to guide them a different way or show them, you know, since you obviously got that kind of education when you started reading books and stuff, have you ever tried to like explain, you know, I suppose a new world to them and show them that they can just be more than this and they can actually find something they love or did you just kind of, you know, did you just keep to yourself and, you know, Um, no, I mean, I would do it by virtue of talking about what I wanted to do. And uh, it wasn't until I was in a leadership position with a lot of credibility and result that I started inspiring and really pushing people and motivating people because I, I was a living example. I was too young back then and unaccomplished to really say, you could be doing this, you should be doing that because I hadn't done it yet myself. So I wanted to wait and then be, put myself in a position, you know, there's two different routes you can take. You can work a small job make a little bit of money and donate a little bit of money to charity and help, you know, uh, different organizations, or you could become a billionaire like Oprah Winfrey, make a ton of money and build hospitals all over the world and, and, and donate, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and change lives that way. So I decided to do the latter. I decided to become very successful and wealthy and then take not only my knowledge, but my money and, and make a difference in the world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I know, like, you know, I've seen uh, you and when you were when you own Rapid Reality, um, you donated a lot of money as well. Like, I'm, I'm sure you yourself believe in giving as well. How kind of how um, how should I say this? Like, what way does that make you feel when you can give to people? Like, how does that make you feel as a person or how how does that like? impact you as a person as well when you can feels great feels great i'll tell you something interesting the more you give the more you get it's so interesting because there hasn't been an organization that i haven't contributed to that somehow or other it's rewarded me back you know through the natural karma you know it's given me back tenfold whether it's been referrals or uh recognition or whatever it is it's always it's always been paid forward. So like it's now a habit. It's almost not, not only from the heart, but it's also smart business uh, to do so. So it's kind of like, you know, if you eat good foods and you work out, you get paid back by living longer. So same thing. If you, you help other people, I like to help the helpless. You know, I, I, you know, I get approached all the time by able-bodied people. Can you lend me money? Can you do this? Can you do that? But meanwhile, they still have their thousand dollar iphone they still have their car they still have their apartment and their luxury items they're still playing video games i mean i don't i don't i like to help people that can't help themselves so all the organizations i've been involved in are are, are ones that uh are near and dear to my heart that people really are put in these predicaments where they they, they just need the help definitely yeah and one thing i noticed for myself like the more my income goes up the more i donate as well and like you you know like I, I do believe in when you give you get back um like it's it's worked uh tremendously well in my life as well and you know that's that's what I try to do I, I believe in giving as well and helping others that you know maybe I don't know they, they want a book or they want a pair of shoes you can buy it for them like that that can be a life-changing moment so I, I definitely believe in that as well um so I suppose the next thing I kind of wanted to ask you is what does your morning or your day look like um what did it look like before and what does it look like now i've lived so many lives you know my mornings 
before I sold my company, as I was growing my company, as I was, you know, starting my company, every thing is completely different. Now we're in quarantine. So my daily routine is different before I have kids when, when I had, you know, kids that are young. So, you know, it's hard to really say it's a normal, normal routine, but what is routine is it's achieving my goals, you know? So I set goals that have to be done before the end of the day. And I tackle all those goals immediately. You know, my life now I'm 42. So I'm more family first. You know, I, I did the complete opposite of what normal people do. Normal people, they, they, find their mate young, they have children young, and then they don't really get a chance to spend time with their kids because they're trying to build themselves, figure out who they are and build their career. And, you know, they, they by the time they are my age, their kids are already in their 20s. So, you know, they have a different life. So I chose the latter. I chose to really spend the young part of my years, uh, you know, enjoying life, having fun, building my you know, living all my dreams and aspirations. And then later on in life, I decided to settle down and start a family. So now, you know, I have the same being rich is having money, being wealthy is having time. So, you know, I do whatever I want and uh, it's whatever I put my mind to, you know. So right now we're focused mainly on our our business venture, which is in the fitness industry. It's called Radical Body Transformations. And we have a, a documentary coming out on Amazon Prime that's going to show how I did my transformation, how I lost 125 pounds in nine months. And it also talks about my business career and so forth. So we're, we're building a whole online platform, online community and empire uh, with thousands of people that are working with us and uh, changing their lives. And uh, now I'm going to be a fitness inspiration, uh, international fitness inspiration. So this is uh, something that's going to catapult me into a whole new industry. And I'm making so many friends, so many connections learning so much. So I'm back in learning mode. I'm back in building mode. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I achieved a certain amount of success where I kind of call the shots on what I want to do, how I want to spend my day, what's important to me. And so I'm, I'm lucky in that regard as how I tailored my life to be, you know, so my morning routine it consists of spending time with the family. Uh, I'm, I'm training my wife now. She's going to be competing. So I spend a lot of time uh, training her. I train myself now because I have competitions coming up whenever they open up travel and, 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 and they eliminate social distancing. So however long that takes, I'm continuing to pack on muscle and, and get in better shape than I ever was before. Because my goal now is to beat what I look like on stage December 7th when I won that comp competition. My goal is to beat that guy, which is myself, and and uh, and aspire to greater heights. So I do that, and then I, I'm always on the phone taking business calls. I own a tremendous amount of real estate. We're always looking for deals. There's a lot of deals on the table now, so we're, we're hunting for new deals, more properties to buy, and so forth. And there's also some good other income opportunities that we take advantage of with some of our partners. So there's a lot of things that we're doing uh, on the back end too, to keep busy. But at the same time, I love just kicking back and, and hanging out, you know, going to the, like today we, we went out for a drive. I was doing some calisthenics in the park, you know, uh, we had to do a quick shop at the supermarket. So we went and got some stuff, hung out with the kids, worked out, you know, things like that. So for me, it's kind of like whatever I want to do. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you mentioned about, you know, writing out your day and writing out your goals. Um, 
how do you, do you plan it when you get up? Do you plan it the day before? And, you know, obviously I know the answer to this as well, but why do you write it down? Because, you know, some people are like, I always write out my day the day before and stuff, but people just don't understand the power of actually writing stuff down. Can you maybe explain maybe more on that and from your point of view yeah, why you do it as well? Yeah, my like a computer. You have too many windows up, it's going to crash. I don't want to have to think about anything else other than enjoying my life. So I like to follow instructions. What are the instructions? And from the best person to give them to me is myself. So when I write down my goals, obviously they're annual goals, monthly goals, daily goals, hourly goals. So weekly goals and hourly goals. So, you know, I, I respect my credibility to myself because I never let myself down. So if I'm writing down a goal, I know I'm going to accomplish it and it's coming from the best uh, mentor myself. So I'm going to listen to myself and do what I said I was going to do the night before. So yeah, I, I set goals out the night before the week before things change a lot, depending on what's going on during the week and whatever the circumstances are goals shift sometimes too. you know, sometimes I have to move things around. If I'm, if I had a, a day that was set, you know, focused on one thing. And then all of a sudden I have a hot deal that came on the table that I got to really take advantage of and, and make some moves on that. I have to rearrange those goals, but they're still going to get accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I, I know it benefits me so much. Like I've been, I, I remember I found it, I think in the first ever book that I read thinking grow rich. And since that day, I've just been writing it out every single day, just taking stuff off and it, it's definitely life changing as well. Um, so you know, what do you do or how do you deal with negative thoughts, Anthony? Um, I leave those negative thoughts for that moment. I don't really have negative thoughts. I have devil's advocate thoughts. Like if I have a goal or a dream or an aspiration, I try to shoot it down as many with as many different adversities as possible. And then if I can't think of any other reasons why I shouldn't do it, then I thought it through. So I don't really have negative thoughts. Um, you know, same thing with what's going on with the pandemic and Corona and everything. And, you know, I've, I've had family members pass away because of it. Um, but it doesn't slow me down. You know, I don't have negative thoughts. I, I, I'm a very positive guy. You know, I feel that everything happens for a reason. You know, I look at what's going on with Corona and how it's affecting people that are obese and unhealthy and their immune system is low. And then I look at the circumstances I'm in, which is I'm no longer obese. I'm in the health and fitness industry. People are now more health conscious. So I always think, you know, things are happening for me, not to me. So, you know, I look at the world as it's, it's, it's happening for me. Things are happening for a reason. If I'm running late to a meeting, I think that somebody's protecting me from getting to a car accident had I been on time you know all these things I I I always turn a negative into a positive I love that man I love what you just said there the last thing you know like about the thing about getting hit by a car that's actually I've never heard that before but that actually makes so much sense you know there's a reason for everything um like today I nearly set my house on fire um but you know <laughs> I was buying a piece of chocolate today um to have with my pancakes and I was going for a small one and then I seen uh, there was like a bargain on for the bigger one for 250 and I don't know why but I just chose the bigger one and you know at the end it turned out that the first um, 
bit of chocolate I burnt in the microwave and then the second bit um I obviously melted a different way so you know there's a reason behind everything and why everything happens as well so I love the way you said that there man absolutely love it I've never heard that before um so I suppose what was your biggest fear that you have you had to overcome in your life the biggest fear I had to overcome in my life was taking off my shirt. <laughs> that was it. That was it. I never wanted to take off my shirt in public, in the beach, in the pool, or any of those situations. Because when you're obese and you're not in shape, you're not proud of what you did. So for me, I was a, a superior public figure with so many accomplishments, you know. And when you're an obese person, a successful obese person, Unless you're Rick Ross or DJ Khaled who go on stage without their shirt, you know, you're, you're, when you're in the business world, you're not on the microphone rapping on stage without your shirt and it's, <laughs> it's cool no matter what, you know, so it's different, you know, for me, you know, when I, I remember I was in South Africa talking in front of thousands of people. And when I got off stage, this woman came up to me, she says, you know, I'm a doctor. She goes, it seems like you have everything. You're so inspiring. Everything that you said, but you don't even have your health. I mean, she's like, I'd love to help you get your health. And and to me, I said, man, it sucks that, you know, she recognized that right off the bat. And it took away all of the point of me being there because here I am talking about how you can better your life, but I'm not bettering mine. So I felt like, you know, the information I was giving is true. I was living a successful life, but I wanted to have the full circle. I didn't want to have a car that I, you know, driving a a, a Ferrari with with uh, one flat tire. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. Um, hundred percent agree with you on that. And I suppose you know when you were that way, you were you were obviously very insecure and stuff. Then, um, or it was you the know- opposite. I was very secure. Uh, because, you know, again, I wasn't, there was never a situation where I was going to take off my shirt, but it was like, it would have been nice to, it would have been cool to be able to do stuff like that, you know, and, uh, I have a wife that's in great shape even before I started training her and stuff. So, you know, why, you know, why do I have to have the hot wife and she can't have the hot husband? You know what I mean? I didn't want to embarrass my kids and roll up to school and, and, you know, kids, call it how they see it. Right. So I didn't want my kids, friends to say, man, your dad's fat or whatever. Yeah. Like you think about those things as a parent, you're too young to think that way. But you know, you think about those things when you become a parent, how you want to be, you want your kids to be proud of you for everything. Yeah, definitely. Well, I suppose, you know, one thing with me is I, I, I hang around with a lot of adults and I get to experience more of an, adult adult life I suppose and you know the mad thing I've seen lately is that some of these problems that teenagers have or I have or whatever a lot of these drag on to your older life as well if you don't deal with them now and you don't overcome some of the fears or negative thoughts or whatever you have and the more you're watering I suppose that weed or that negative thought it just keeps growing and growing until until you go on so that's something I've noticed as well since I you know started doing I suppose life coaching and stuff and just started being in a circle of um a lot of adults and people that are probably your age or older even um so I suppose the next thing is um what was the first materialistic thing that you bought yourself and why well when I became a, a multi-millionaire I bought a Rolex for myself and my mom and 
my girlfriend at the time. Um, so that was great. But before that, I had cars. I had uh, Mercedes convertibles, S500s. I had S600s. I had SLs. I had Hummers. You know, so I guess, you know, being a young guy, car, nice car with the stereo system and rims was was in style in my day. Nice clothes, nice jewelry. Um, so those were things that I would invest in. Then I got a bachelor pad. I had a jacuzzi. I had an office uh, building that I bought. And then I put a, a party pad with a DJ booth and a jacuzzi. And it was a duplex. I had a spiral staircase in there with skylights. And every Friday, I take all the salespeople down and we throw a party and, 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 and have so much fun, you know, so I lived it up. So I invested in those things, you know, feel good things, things that, uh, you know, when you're that young, I wasn't, I certainly wasn't saving for my kids college. I didn't have kids, (laughs) so I didn't, I didn't need to, you know, so I was, I was, uh, working hard and playing hard too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I was actually, I'm looking at, um, this might sound a bit creepy, but I was actually looking through your page at like, you know, your, when you first started, uh started rapid reality and all this i've done a bit more research <laughs> and i seen like some of the ferraris and stuff you were buying it's cool man but uh, yeah. t- tell me this anthony how did that make you feel um well obviously good but how long did that feeling last for you know that materialistic thing that you've always wanted how long did that excitement or whatever it is last for because you know it's 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 everyone's dream to be driving around a Porsche or a Ferrari or to have a Rolex worth 30 grand. I mean, I, I know you're asking me and the answer I'm going to give you is not an answer that most people would say because I had my priority straight. I didn't get those things until I had a portfolio of real estate, until I had my future set. So I didn't say, oh, man, I bought those things and this feeling only lasted an hour or it lasted a week or whatever. It was great. It feels great thinking back on it. I don't have any regrets because it wasn't like I blew the money away. I had the disp- disposable income. You know, it wasn't like I'll give you an example. You know, if you go to the store and you pay $20 for a pack of gum, you're overpaying for a pack of gum. But the $20 wasn't the last $20 you had in the world, you know, you know what I mean? So for me, those items, they didn't break the bank. They didn't, they didn't put, set me back. They didn't stop me from buying real estate. They didn't put put me back from my goals. I'm not, I wasn't like a rap star or an NFL player who blew all my money on toys and didn't make any investments. I did both. You know what I mean? I was able to accomplish both. That was, I think the secret sauce, which was I had balance. I think a lot of people, they they make a hundred bucks. They throw ninety dollars into toys and and ten dollars into investments. You know, I did the opposite. So I was only spending ten percent of my income on luxury items and toys, and uh, I didn't have where I was from. Just having those things was so next level. I didn't need to do. I, I wasn't like uh, a NFL or NBA player where all my other friends and associates were could could top me with nicer toys. Like if I bought a Ferrari, then my buddy bought a Bugatti. So then I would make me break the bank. I wasn't trying to keep up with anybody. I was the guy that people were trying to keep up with. So in that regard, I kind of blew everybody away in terms of what I was able to get. And uh, I didn't have any distractions after that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I love it. Um, What was the best deal you've ever done in real estate? Like the 
the best deal you've ever closed in real estate? Um, the, the best deal is the deal that you use that money that, that is evergreen. In other words, if I closed a deal and I made a million dollars, but if I blew that million dollars into bad investments, then it wasn't really a good deal. I've had deals where I've made a hundred grand and I turned that hundred grand into several millions of dollars based on what I put it into. So for me, I always look at a deal as the seed to the next deal that led me to making forever money that I'm still making on now, you know? Right. So right. it's kind of like, like the music the industry. It's like, what was the best song you ever made? Well, you could have a hit song, but you're not getting the right royalties from it, you know? So for me, it's like what, the best deal is where I, whatever I put the money into. But if you're asking me, I've made deals where I've made, you know, a million bucks. I've made deals where I've made 10 million bucks. You know, it, it all depends on um, the transaction. Yeah, yeah, of course, man, of course. So I suppose that leaves me with the last question then, which is if you could send an email or a text message to everyone in the world, what would it say? Now, you can say anything. What would it say and why? Well, again, going back to my evergreen theory, I would tell them, follow me on my social media because my entire goal is to inspire and change the world. And I have things to say and I have things to teach people that, I think it's worth their time and attention. So I would lead them to my social media platforms so that uh, the message doesn't stop with that email or that text. They can be connected. So I'd like for people to connect with me, continue to watch my content and watch me grow and hopefully take some of the tips and tricks and things and grow themselves. Love it, man. Love it. And love the cheeky plug. <laughs> I know. I really do enjoy um, watching you, man. And as I said, you know, you've been there, you've done it. So I suppose it's always good to learn from people that have been there, done it and been where you want to be, because I'm sure this is what you've done in your life as well. You know, you you looked up to the bigger people that had more than you in life. And, you know, you picked their brain as well. And like, how do you do this? And wh what do I do? And where do I go? You know, I suppose... You, you were one of those people as well before where, when you were looking up to people. So, you know, you kind of want to be that person now that gives back to people as well. Exactly. Yeah, 100%, man. So, um, I think that's everything for today's episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. And again, like I always say on any episode we do, don't just listen to this interview and get inspired and, you know, say it's really great. Make sure to take action, guys. Anything that, you know, you've heard in this video that about setting up your day or writing down some goals, guys, please take action. Because remember, true action, this is where your goals are going to be achieved and your dreams are going to come are gonna come true so thanks very much guys for watching and i will see you in the next episode